The Lord speaks to us in his word in Mark 2, 13 through 17. He went out again beside the sea, and all the crowd was coming to him, and he was teaching them. And as he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, follow me. And he rose and followed him. And as he reclined at table in his house, many tax collectors and sinners were reclining with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. And the scribes of the Pharisees, when they saw that he was eating with sinners and tax collectors, said to his disciples, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? And when Jesus heard it, he said to them, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but the sinners. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you. If you would, bow your heads with me as we boldly approach the throne of grace. Father, we thank you once again for this opportunity to stand in this sacred place. Father, we recognize that we're not worthy, but your son is indeed worthy. And we thank you that he has fulfilled the law for us. Father, we thank you that he's fulfilled every jot and every tittle, that he has done what we were incapable of doing. He did just what he's done for us on Calvary's cross. And so, Father, we recognize that he is the sacrifice that has satisfied. And so, Father, on this Memorial Day, as we remember those who sacrificed lives, those who are currently serving, we pray your continued protection. We acknowledge their, their sacrifice. But, Father, we recognize that the greatest sacrifice was given at Calvary's cross. And so, Father, we love you and we magnify you, we extol you and we praise you. You are good and you are God alone. And so, Father, we give you praise now. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O my strength and my redeemer. And the people of God all said, Amen. Amen. Give God hand praise where you are. Isn't he worthy? He is good and gracious and kind, and he has allowed me to stand in this sacred place knowing that I am unworthy. And so God is certainly good. I want to encourage your pastor, my good friend, uh, my back porch buddy, amen. And so we sit there and we philosophize, as they say, amen. I think I made up a word, amen. And so I am grateful for his friendship. I'm grateful for his kindness. And I'm grateful for his generosity in sharing the pulpit, even on this Sunday. I'm grateful for the presence of my wife and daughter and my daughter didn't wave her hand, but I want you to be able to see her, amen. She, amen. She is about to be a junior at Oklahoma State University, and so if you watch the Cowgirls women basketball program, she hails from right here in Shawnee, and she is the starting two guard. I don't know, she might be the point guard coming up, so we'll see what happens, but I am grateful for my daughter and just her diligence in her academic career. We've heard the word of God, Mark chapter 2, beginning at verse 13 through 17, and we're grateful for the preaching and consecutive exposition that is happening right here. And so encourage your pastor and your ministry team for being faithful to God's word. Amen. Put your hands together and just encourage them one more time. There are a lot of controversies in this world. Grits with sugar or grits with cheese and salt? Are they protesters or rioters? 
Israel or Palestine, Lowe's or Home Depot? Are the Cowboys really America's team? <laughs> Somebody answered with an emphatic yes. <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks coffee? Yeah, I, I, got, I figured I'd get that from my wife. You can find controversy on every corner. And there is controversy that contextualizes the passage uh, that has been read for our hearing on this morning. Really what we see is that Jesus has been hanging out with sinners and he's handled his hunger with sinners. It's controversial. Uh, really what we see here is that uh, Jesus calls a sinner. The sinner's name is Levi. You may know him better as Matthew. Of course, you know Jesus is our Savior. And Matthew, in his gospel, tells us that the core of Jesus' very name contains the ideal of salvation. Listen to what Matthew writes. He says, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. That's the problem in the passage, that Jesus only saves sinners. It sounds simple, but that statement is indeed controversial. So controversial is that statement that men still struggle with the gift of God. You know the gift of God, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Indeed, John 3.16 tells us of the gift of God, and maybe that's why Levi is better known as Matthew. Matthew literally means the gift of God. Here's our struggle. We struggle with who can receive the gift. Mark the writer of this particular text, is most likely pinning the memoirs of the apostle Peter. You know Peter. Peter's the same guy that denied Christ. He's the same guy that when he denied Christ, he cursed. Peter's a sinner. But Mark also, while he's pinning these memoirs, uh, we can look at his life and we know that while he was on a missionary journey with Paul and Barnabas, that he became so fearful that he left, and Paul and Barnabas would split because Mark was a sinner. It's here in verse 13 that we really understand the significance, and we understand my sermon in a sentence. Here it is. Jesus' ministry moves those in the margins to the middle of God's gospel message. It's there in verse 13. Listen, it says, he went out again beside the sea and all the crowd coming to him, he was teaching them. Jesus is walking by the sea in Capernaum. Uh, Jesus shows us in this particular act how to minister publicly. That's the first point of application. If you want to know something to do in this next week, you ought to minister, serve publicly. Jesus didn't get caught up with the in crowd. 
Jesus ministered, he served publicly. Uh, it really, if you read the Gospel of Mark, you see that he has already taught in Capernaum and he's cast out demons. He's preached in the ghettos of Galilee. He's been brought those who are diseased and sick. He's healed a leper who was society's ultimate outcast at that time. Jesus has healed a paralyzed man who had friends who were so kind that they broke through the roof so that this outcast could be brought into the in crowd. Jesus taught the gospel to outcasts. Jesus ministered publicly. Jesus is teaching in a crowd when he notices Levi, a tax collector. Really, you need to understand that tax collectors are social outcasts. They're traitors to their country. They're not patriotic. They probably wouldn't show up for the Memorial Day barbecue. And they are known better as sellouts. Uh, despite the controversy, Jesus notices this nobody and positions him to be somebody in God's kingdom. There's a song in the African-American church tradition that says, I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who can save anybody. Jesus specializes in using Nobody's. Jesus can save anybody. And if you don't believe me, when you go home, look in the mirror. Our text of Scripture really is uh, the simplicity of salvation, and it teaches us this simple truth that Jesus only saves sinners. Uh, really, what we see is an open invitation in verse 14. And so there it is. It says, and as he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the table or at the tax booth. And he said to him, follow me. And he rose and followed him. Uh, the gospel account in Luke makes the cost of Christian discipleship plain when it says, and leaving everything, he rose and followed him. Uh, Levi counted the cost and he leaves his possessions to follow the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ. Jesus clarifies that cost in Luke chapter 9, verse 23, when he says, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. It's an open invitation because Jesus has declared, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Even outcasts can find rest in Jesus. There is an open invitation, but I need to also tell you that there is an open table. It has been few and far between, but every once in a while I have an opportunity to take my wife to an exclusive restaurant. Uh, we had opportunity to visit Vaz for her birthday, even on last Saturday. Uh, those of you who don't know anything about Vaz, Vaz is at the 50th floor of the Devon Tower. And you have to make reservations on this application uh, that's on your phone called Open Table. Now, Vast is very exclusive, but I want to tell you that this open table that Jesus is at in Levi's home is also exclusive. It's so exclusive 
that the only begotten Son of God is at this table. But it is so inclusive that he includes sinners at that table. Yes, this is an open invitation, but there is an open table. We see the open table in this particular verse 15. It says, as he reclined at the table in his house, many tax collectors and sinners were reclining with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. Now, really, I like the way the Christian Standard Bible says it. It says, he was reclining at the table at Levi's house. Jesus is ten toes down at the table with sinners. I can most assuredly tell you Jesus only saves sinners. The Trinitarian table is open to sinners. The problem in the world is that Jesus cannot save three types of sinners. First, Jesus cannot save sinners who don't trust him. Yeah, you have to put your faith in him. Then he cannot save those who don't know him. And for us who know him, we ought to tell somebody about him. Finally, Jesus cannot save sinners who don't need him. Maybe you know somebody who's got more degrees than a thermometer and they decided that they don't need Jesus. But I want to remind you that sin separates and sin devastates. Sin will cost you more than you want to pay and take you further than you want to go. 1 John 3 and 4 says sin is lawlessness. An unintentional sin in the Bible is declared to be transgression of the law, while iniquity is premeditated violation of the law. Uh, can I make that plain for you? Your, your unintentional sin is this. Uh, when you uh, wake up uh, and you forget to do what's required of you. Uh, maybe you should have called on the name of Jesus. You should have prayed before you left for work, uh, but you didn't make that connection. It was an unintentional sin. But maybe you suffer from this transgression where you premeditatively woke up and decided that you're going to do that this day. That is a commission of iniquity. That's why Romans 3 and 23 makes it clear for us. It says uh, that for all have sinned. doesn't say y'all have sinned. It says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I, I didn't think I'd get amens right there because we don't like to talk about sin. But here's the good news. 1 John 9 and 10 says this, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But you got to keep reading because verse 10, I really like that because it says, if we say that we have not sinned, we make him, that's Jesus, a liar and the word is not in us. All have sinned. And saved saints know we are called to trust, need, and tr know our Savior. He fulfills the law for us. Every jot and every tittle. He is the sacrifice that satisfies. That's the gospel in the text. 
Jesus calls mankind out of the margins and he ministers to us, he ministers to us in the middle of our mishap. Levi had been left in the margin so long that this outcast stands out in a crowd. Now, when the great physician Jesus shows up, he steps into the offer of salvation. Here's what I loved about Levi. He invites his friends to the Trinitarian table. He throws a party because he's grateful to be part of the in crowd that is Jesus' crowd, and he finds identity in Jesus. Here's my question for you. Who are you inviting to know, to trust, and to need Jesus? There is an open invitation and an open table. But I also need you to know this. Whenever you accept Christ, there will be critics. It's there in verse 16. It says, and when the scribes and the Pharisees saw him eat with sinners, they they said unto his disciples, why does he eat with sinners and tax collectors? I like the way Jackie Hill Perry suggests that these critics saw our Savior through the lens of uh, the first number of Psalm. Indeed, it says, blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the wicked. But these critics failed to see Jesus through the lens of Isaiah 714 that tells us that Jesus is our Emmanuel. Emmanuel is translated to mean God with us. Uh, Somebody missed a shout. If I was at my home church, somebody would have ran down the aisle by now. (laughs) But, But that's the good news in the world. God is with us. Jesus will never leave us nor forsake us. Jesus teaches us how to minister privately. He teaches us how to minister publicly. He teaches us how to minister spiritually. Jesus is our great physician. He answers the critics, and he still makes house calls. He extends an open invitation to the world. He opens the table to the outcast. He commissions us to minister publicly. He teaches us to minister privately. He positions his patients to be right with God. Jesus shows us how to minister spiritually. Listen. Listen to the words of our Lord. Those who are well have no need of a physician. Maybe you think you're so well that you don't need Jesus. May I suggest that you can't get into heaven without him. But those who are sick, he says, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. Despite the controversy and his critics, our great physician knows there is no shame in hanging out with his patients. He is our Emmanuel. He is God with us. Over 2,000 years ago, our great physician diagnosed our need, and we need a Savior. You need a savior. He provided a cure. He was nailed to the cross. Jesus even paid your doctor bill. His blood was shed 
for your salvation. Isaiah 53 and 5 uh, addressed the controversy of the cross like this. But he was pierced for our transgression. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. If you would bow your heads with me. Father, we thank you for the healing.